guys, welcome back to That Canadian Podcast. I'm That Canadian and your host, Sam. Today is Movie Monday, so that means I'm joined today by my lovely husband, Andrew. Oh, well, thank you. We happen to co-host a little YouTube channel, and I mean little because we have four subscribers, called The ASMR Show, otherwise known as the Andrew and Sam Movie Review Show. Yay! (laughs) If you want to boost our subscriber count, go on over to YouTube and click subscribe. (laughs) If you like this, you'll love that, because with this, you can't see us, but with that, you can. So the movie we're reviewing today is called 21 Bridges, starring Chadwick Boseman, Sienna Miller, J.K. Simmons, Stephen James, and Taylor Kitsch. 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 This is why I don't try and pronounce names. The movie is about an NYPD detective that's thrown into this citywide manhunt for two cop killers after discovering that there's this massive and unexpected conspiracy going on. So let's talk about that opening scene. Ooh, yeah. It, right off the bat, like, you're almost in tears just looking at this little kid. Like, he's at his dad's funeral. He's just in the front row bawling, and it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, almost in tears. Yeah. Not really. (laughs) No, seriously, though, I did. I I cried quite a bit. Yeah. (laughs) I almost cried. He's a robot, so he doesn't cry. Yeah. (laughs) The next scene that we're shown is an important one. It's Chadwick's character sitting down in front of IA, uh, Internal Affairs, and they're discussing that he shot, I think, seven or eight... Something like that. Yeah, seven or eight different um, perpetrators uh, in the past whatever amount of time. And they're asking him, um, oh, you do you regret any of it? And all those typical questions to make sure that he's okay. And he's basically said, I never shoot first, and I don't shoot without a reason. Yeah. Which is, I mean, you know, you got you, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of quote, perps in a short amount of time. But, I mean, stuff happens, you know? You gotta do it. Like you said, you gotta do what you gotta do. So next we're introduced to the robbers. Uh, Michael and Ray. Michael is played by Stephen, or Stephen James, sorry. And Ray is played by Taylor Kitsch. I'm not gonna explain the whole robbery and everything. However, when they get into the shootout, their tactics are insane. Like, they're very skilled shooters. They're very accurate. They, uh, they move like they had some sort of military training, which later we find out that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, like down to their, their double tap, cover me, their tactical movements and shooting and their how hand How they carry signals. their guns. How they carry their guns, yeah. Like it's just um, how they're sneaking up on cops. Like one guy is shooting to cover him, the other guy sneaks around the car, the mm-hmm. other car. And you, like it was just... You can tell there was some experience and training behind yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't just two random bad guys trying to rob a place. It was two very experienced yeah, it, individuals. Exactly. So after they did this robbery and they're in their escape vehicle... The one guy um, who was in the passenger seat was like, okay, you gotta like drive smart, don't, you know, draw, like, drive. Don't draw attention to yourself. Exactly. I'm terrible at talking today, apparently. <laughs> uh, don't bring attention to us, you know, like, oh, there's a red light, stop at this light. And the guy's like, no. And he, like, goes running through this red light. Yeah, and stupid. Like, no, we just killed cops. Nobody knows you killed cops yet. Like, nobody knows what vehicle you're in. Exactly. Drive normally. I don't understand why people do that in movies. Like, they've just committed a crime. Nobody knows yet, and they're driving like complete idiots around. Like, 
obviously that's mm-hmm. going to draw attention to yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. If I was to commit a crime that nobody knew, and I was driving away from it, I I would be driving so slow. Like, I'd be driving like I was driving Miss Daisy, you know? <laughs> like, I would follow every single rule. Like, I would stop for three seconds at a stop sign. I would do everything that you tell me to do on a daily basis. That he never does. That I never do, yeah. <laughs> In fact, people would be like, something's wrong. He's driving really, really well. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's obeying traffic laws. He's following every rule. As, as one of my favorite YouTubers would say, suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and from this driving through the red light, obviously there's a traffic camera on that exact street light, which I don't know because it's a bigger city. I don't know if it's like here, but in Saskatoon, there's random traffic lights that mm-hmm. have cameras. Not all of them. And I, I mean, anybody from New York or Brooklyn or wherever in that tri-state area, tell me what it's like there because... Here, it's it's not as often. So when you see this happen on the movie, you're like, oh, of course the one light they go through is the one with the traffic camera. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, Saskatoon's not as big as New York or wh- wherever, so I'm sure that there is more traffic lights, but still. Yeah. And I've never seen a traffic camera that takes a picture of the front of the car and has it focus on the drivers. Yeah. Like, every traffic camera I've seen, whether it was in BC or, or here... Because those are the two places I've lived that have actual traffic cameras. Mm-hmm. They've taken a picture of either the front license plate or the rear license plate. Mm-hmm. That was it. The like only time maybe I... a little bit more of the car, but like it never showed the the drivers. The only time I've seen that was in Dexter and in movies like this. Yeah, I've only ever seen it in movies. I saw it on um, Home Improvement, actually. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I remember that show. <laughs> yeah, and, and this movie, and um, I don't understand why. I think it's just for the movie magic, so to speak, which is also why they had the robbers go through the red light in the first place, because mm-hmm. without that, they wouldn't have gotten, you know, a picture of the, the perpetrators, and they wouldn't have, you know, they would the movie wouldn't have moved on as quickly as it did. Yeah. Speaking of pictures of the perpetrators, let's get into that. Yes. So I don't know if you guys remember me saying uh, in our first podcast episode that I don't often notice a lot of the Easter eggs or, you know, the the mistakes, the little details in a movie. I noticed a pretty big one. That I didn't. That Andrew didn't. And we actually had to rewind the movie several times because Andrew didn't believe me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay. When they're going through this red light. Buddy behind the wheel is like, I'm going to go for it. And he's, you know, all fast and furious driving through this road. And then the guy in the passenger seat, he's like, oh my God, don't go. Don't do this. Don't go through with this. And then he, as they go through the intersection, he, he tucks his head down and he covers his face with his hands. Now, the man is wearing a sweater, a hat, and gloves. Okay. And a uh, face mask. Oh, like and a, a face almost mask. Almost like a, um, a neck gaiter. So like it covers your neck and then like the bottom portion of your face. Yeah. Like so he's wearing, what, okay, so he's wearing a neck gaiter, whatever they're called, um, rubber glo- black rubber gloves and uh, a hat and a hoodie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the man tucks his head and covers the rest of his face with his hands. The only thing that you can see is like the tip of his ear at the top. Which isn't overly clear. And it's not overly clear. It's a traffic camera. I'm surprised they didn't have it be more clear for this movie. I think they were going for a little bit more realism. But it was still kind of fuzzy. But my point is, from that picture, they automatically knew there's a white suspect and a black suspect. The white one was driving. The black one was in the passenger seat. 
the only bit of skin color that you can see is on his ear and in a dark car on a shitty traffic camera how could you tell exactly for me that was like a big like come on and i think like i thought maybe one of the cops because one of the cops that they shot didn't actually die on the scene yeah she had like a bullet wound through the throat or something yeah and when when um michael he went into the cop car to move it Mm -hmm. That female officer was in the passenger seat, and she obviously, obviously saw. Him. Yeah, they made eye contact. They made eye contact, and whatever. So I was thinking, okay, well, maybe when the, the she went to the hospital, she said, "Oh, one of them was black," or, or yeah. wrote it down, or whatever. But, but what I pointed out was that she was so she wouldn't have been able to verbalize it because she was shot in the throat, choking on her blood, mm-hmm. and then had she have gotten to the hospital, even if she could write it down, I don't think she was alive long enough. Like I think. You know, because when you get to the hospital and you have that kind of injury, they're going to get you into wherever they need to get you into, and they're going to do their best to save your life and get you in a stable condition before anybody comes in and talks to you about what happened. Exactly. So I think, I mean, I can't remember if they said it, but I'm pretty sure I could be wrong that she didn't even make it to that unstable point. No, she, was, she wasn't. St- yeah. She was in critical the entire time. Yeah, and, and then she, she just died on the she died. I don't think she would have had time to be like, oh, it was this guy and this guy. Yeah, even if they were like, oh, did you see anything? And she wrote something saying like black or something like who knows if, I, if, I would be I surprised if it was legible if she could even yeah i mean the woman was in shock she was choking on her own blood the poor thing mm-hmm. and like we went back in the movie to see if that was said at any point like where they got the idea of it being a black and white suspect and her, she didn't even come up at yeah. all so that's obviously what leads us to think that she did the only it, time but... she did come up was when they said that she died yeah exactly yeah. I know it sounds like we're not huge fans of the movie at this point. We are. Trust me. It's just that one particular scene kind of irritated me. Yeah. And I'm sure you can imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> so after the shooting and they're at the crime scene and all that stuff, Chadwick, I find that his character is really good at thinking outside the box, like mm-hmm. determining where he thinks the, the killers are going to based off of... Off of like where they can go, you know, like Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, mm, yeah. whatever. He's like, oh, they're not going to Queens because, like, you know, they have, what was it, like 100 pounds of Coke? Yeah. They're like, well, he's not going to go to Queens because of this, or he's not going to go to Brooklyn because of that. And right. he, he narrows it down to Manhattan, right? Yeah. Which I thought was really, really cool how he did that. And then, like, right after they did that, they're like, oh, we just got a call that there's a car on fire. Where is it? Oh, in Manhattan. Oh. And then they, like, high-five each other or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, and he <laughs> says to that other detective, I bet you a nickel that we catch the, uh, that they set their car on fire. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, that happened first. Yeah, and then they got their, they got the call saying the car was on fire, and he's like, here's your nickel, and, like, tosses her the nickel. But it was, like, in that exact location that he was saying it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. And the FBI agents were like, oh. I yeah. see. Okay. Was FBI agents or idiots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing that really confused me was when Chadwick said, we got to close down the island. Because at this point, it's like 1.30 in the morning. And he's like, we got to close down the island. Close down the bridges, the water, the, the tunnels. Close down everything and we'll block them in so they can't go anywhere. And that's not the confusing part. No, that's not the confusing part. That's a s- smart part to me. Mm-hmm. The confusing part is that... Everyone was arguing this. Yeah, like the FBI, the, the captain, they're all against it because, quote, the mayor wouldn't go for it because it would block everybody going to work and stuff. So they gave him a, uh, they Five said, hours. okay, 
you can we'll close it until five o'clock. You have until five o'clock to find these guys, yeah. which is like three and a half hours, right? If if the mayor isn't going to close down the city for even if it blocks some traffic for a little while to catch cop killers, they killed eight cops, yeah. seven or eight cops. Seven, I think. Yeah, seven. Yeah, seven cops. If he's not going to close down the the city to find these guys, like I would be second guessing that mayor. You yeah. know, like They'll especially just, if you're a cop. Yeah, like if they're you know it's whether they're a cop killer or just a killer, like, if it, it's still bad, but if they're willing to kill seven cops, the mayor mm-hmm. should be like, what are they willing to do to civilians? Exactly. That should be the concern. We need to catch these people right away, not just because they're cop killers. Yeah, I, I, com- I completely agree. Just before they went outside and met with the FBI agents and made a plan of action, inside the building, we were shown that um, how much drugs were left there and how it was uncut and it was clean and very, uh, not clean, um, pure. Mm-hmm. And um, then we were introduced to the narcotics agent. I can't remember her name. Uh, narcotics detective, uh, Detective Burns. Detective Burns. Yeah, played by Sienna Miller. Now, I haven't seen, I don't think, any other movies with Sienna Miller in it, but Andrew said that she's very uh, chameleon, chameleon-like? Yeah, chameleon-ish. Like... For instance, in this movie, I had absolutely no idea that that was Sienna Miller. Like, we had seen this before. We had rented this movie from Apple TV. When, like it, first few, resu- when it first was released. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea that it was Sienna Miller until yesterday when we watched it. I looked up all the, all the actors' names, and it said Sienna Miller. I was like, holy crap. You know, and she like, completely blended in with the role. Yeah, like she didn't look anything like herself. I mean, I I haven't seen many movies with her, but the movies I have seen with her, she did not look like what she looked like in this movie. Mm. Like in G.I. Joe, completely different. In Alfie, completely different. And Alfie and G.I. Joe, also completely different from each other. Mm. So like that's what makes me think that she's like a chameleon-ish type character. She's kind of like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that way. Yeah, exactly. Or like Christian Bale in the... But, Christian Bale, like, he gets really buff or, like, super skinny mm-hmm. in that sense. She's not like that. She doesn't She's... have that kind of flex. It's just more so how she adapts to the character yeah, in a different exactly. way. And I thought, that was, I thought that was pretty cool. So going back to the whole Detective Burns thing when we she got introduced, it was weird that she didn't trust uh, Chadwick's character because he killed a lot of perps. Like, it... It didn't make sense to me. Like she's like, "Oh, do you have my back? Can I trust you? Can do this? You know, you've you've have a pretty weird history with with shooting. Yeah, like people. a bad track record. A bad track record. Like he didn't kill cops. He <laughs> didn't kill his partners. He killed perps that shot first. And like it doesn't make sense that of all people she didn't trust him. Yeah, you know. I, but I mean, maybe that was like a foreshadowing to what happens at the end. Yeah, that's yeah. probably why. Yeah, because she's like in on the whole conspiracy at the end, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and One thing that we forgot to mention earlier that I think is really important to mention is that in the beginning, before the robbers are even shooting anybody, they hear, uh, well, they, they notice that the guy that they're robbing looks at his watch. And then all of a sudden, there's this knock on the door and it's the police officers. There's four or five of them? I think no, I think there was four. Yeah. 
and uh, they didn't like bang on the door with their fists. It was just a calm knocking on the window with the back of their hand, nonchalant. And so right then it kind of set the tone for suspicion. Like, okay, so they're obviously not there in a call because mm -hmm. their hands aren't on their guns. Not that their guns are drawn, but... Yeah, and they're just chatting. They're just like... chatting, strolling. They're mm -hmm. not no sense of urgency in what they were doing also the place is closed and the place is closed so it's not like they were just going to buy a bottle of wine i mean if i wanted a bottle of wine at two in the morning i'd sure as hell hope that i could get one but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and then the other suspicious thing was that buddy looked at his watch like he was expecting them so the michael character was very observant and noticed that buddy was watching his watch mm -hmm. yeah that is yeah that's a good point actually i didn't think about that so now they've got the these drugs. I think it's like 100 kilos. No, 50 kilos, 100 kilos. Like they got a bunch of coke, okay? Yeah. <laughs> they got a whole bunch. And it's pure, and it's worth a lot of money. Not stepped on. Yeah. Quote, not stepped on. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar with any of that, but that it's not stepped on. <laughs> and so they go to this drug dealer's house to try and negotiate a better deal because they know that they have, you know, they have way more in... In, compared, in comparison to what they had beforehand, yeah. quality-wise. Yeah. In the original deal, it said that there was supposed to be 30 kilos. When they got to the location, there was actually 300 kilos. A little so, bit of a difference. A little, yeah, just a little just, bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so when they brought that up to this drug dealer guy, he's like, it's like, oh, so they left off a zero. Like, it's not like these guys are detailed-oriented mother. And then Michael starts listing off everything. He's just like, oh, yeah, well, this cut makes makes this much, and this much means it's worth this much, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then, right. yeah, and then, and then Ray was like, now he's a detail-oriented. It yeah. was great. It, <laughs> it was, was pretty great. good. Yeah. When Chadwick and um, the other officers are at the scene where they had torched the BMW, um, they can see that there's two different sets of track tire tracks uh, and they, that's how he determined that there was a meet up there and they exchanged whatever and they probably went in the vehicle with this other person so they asked if there was any you know they're they're calling headquarters or not headquarters but the like, yeah, the, traf the traffic cam area. headquarters yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they call this place and like okay where's the street cams I need some footage and they're like oh there's nothing in that area because as soon as the camera goes up it just comes right down because there's a bunch of illegals working there and he's like okay well give me the closest place that has footage mm -hmm. and she's like okay so then they see that it's this massive Lincoln SUV mm -hmm. and they could even see that there was you know the two suspected robbers and then a third person so then instead of putting a, a APB out to all of the other units saying, look, they're driving this, they don't. Because mm -hmm. um, then it cuts to, I mean, it may not right away, but then it at some point cuts to the two guys, um, Ray and Michael, and they're just nonchalantly walking out of their SUV while two police cars just zoom by. And it's like, they could have timing-wise, just because we just saw it happen and then we saw them cut to it, doesn't mean that they realized it and then, like, it could have all happened at the same time. Yeah. They can't show knows. both at the same time. Yeah. But still. <laughs> they could do a split screen. Yeah. <laughs> so now that they've, you know, gotten out of this Lincoln and they're heading up towards the next building, the next location, we can see that they're going up into, because they don't have that guy with them now. They, mm -hmm. they left the guy behind Yeah, because they bought the Lincoln from him. I That's right. At the yeah, yeah. drug dealer's house. So... They got this Lincoln. They were told to go to this guy. He's called the cleaner or the banker or whatever. Yeah. And basically, they just give him the money. 
he puts it in a safe, he wires the money to a Swiss account, he gives them passports, new names, new identities, blah, 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 spending money to get them to wherever they want to go, bus tickets, whatever. He sets them up, and then they're supposed to be able to get away. So while they're at this uh, banker's place, getting everything uh, sorted out, there's a knock at the door, and uh, these cops show up, which is kind of odd because... How would the cops know that the that they're in that specific building in that specific room or or, or uh, apartment? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it was revealed later that they use the same cleaner. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't know then, but well, no, yeah. yeah. So it turns out the cops that are actually dirty use the same cleaner to clean their money for these drugs and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's how they knew to go there. So cleaner ends up getting shot in the face and it was brutal <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty crazy like he's like who are you 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 don't come knocking at my door i'm 2 30 in the morning he looks yeah. through the people and gets shot in the eye it's nuts and the police officers meant business like when they were kicking that door they were denting that metal yeah. door I th- well i think they had a uh, like a battering ram thing I, no they probably it was had, just like, the four dudes oh really yeah then that must have been some pretty hard freaking kicks well that's what i mean <laughs> like they were they were probably high on coke themselves and just yes. like <laughs> they got some of the pure stuff from that crime initial crime scene and yeah. they thought, oh, let's just go on our own <laughs> they turn into like the hulk <laughs> yeah <laughs> now i'm just picturing the hulk looking <laughs> before all this crazy stuff goes down like before the police show up they, they can see themselves on TV and they can see that, you know, they're, they figured out who they are, their names, their background, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're and about... Oh, and that's because they talk to the owner or like the quote owner of the Lincoln. Uh, they talked to his girlfriend yeah. and she kind of gave them up as like who they are and they grew up here. And, and their history. Yeah, and their history, like military history and whatever. So yeah. that's how they found out exactly who these guys are. Yeah, and then, so when they're talking to this cleaner guy, before all the shit goes down with the police officers at the door, they're handing over their money to this guy and he's putting it into the safe and then Ray just kind of snaps and he puts the gun up to the guy's face and, and Michael has to like calm him down and be like, look, we have no other way to handle this. Like mm-hmm. we have no other way to get through this. We need his help. It'll happen. Yeah. And then Ray's like, oh, if you if you screw us over, I will kill or I will bury you where you stand or whatever. Yeah. It's so intense. <laughs> very scary <laughs> and um so then he goes to i don't know if he's like at the kitchen counter or somewhere i'm just he puts his uh, aa coin down and it says three zero i don't know if it was 30 months or 30 yeah. weeks or i don't know but like it definitely shows that he was part of a like he was in aa yeah and then he asks for for a drink and yeah and that's just so sad like you know for him to like obviously they're going through a lot and um, it's it was, I mean I know they just killed seven cops, but like on that level, like he must be because he has that military history. Who knows what he experienced and what he saw to bring him to the point where he's at today. And to see him have that little breakdown, that little uh, breaking point. Yeah. It it was really sad. Yeah. And it made me really sympathize for him. Yeah, and like in the military, he was. Uh, we're talking about Ray. Obviously, he was. Uh, it said like he was a marine or or, or special forces or something like mm-hmm. that and like he was he wasn't highly decorated but he was good at his job he had like a lot of tours and stuff like that mm-hmm. and yeah his that, died yeah and his his best friend that he grew up with who is Michael's brother mm-hmm. um, was like blown up in Afghanistan so Michael joined the, the special forces and he, he was actually kicked out in basic training for attacking a uh, a sergeant yeah. but Ray like he was he I was mean, in it. 
Yeah, you know? I can only imagine what Ray saw beforehand, but then to see his childhood best friend die, like that's that's, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Now this is actually a perfect segue into our next topic that I'd like to talk about and it's how good the acting is Mm -hmm. like I know it's just a man portraying a character with an addiction who's who's got this sickness that he just hit this illness that he can't help and I know it's just something he read on paper but my god he made me believe it like I I was almost in tears at that point and like that little boy in the beginning they usually say don't work with animals and don't work with kids but that kid yeah, like, he didn't do much other than sit there and cry. But still, like, the emotion on his face, and, and like, he he looked like an actual sad little kid, you Yeah, know? the acting was phenomenal. Yeah, and how, how Chadwick took, like, how, like, he wanted to be a cop because his dad was a cop, and he wanted to catch killers because his, or catch perps, or however you want to word it. And his dad was killed by drug addicts, you know? So, like, yeah. on the job. Yeah. So with regards to the acting and everything, I really like how in this movie the cops have like a proper sneaking tactic, mm, mm-hmm. tactics in like when they're um, going into a room or or, or you know something like that and with their pew pews with their pew pews yeah <laughs> you guys if you haven't watched our YouTube channel for this for this video you you need to look we did a really good reenactment yeah of it was what good. to do and what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, like their sneaking tactics were really, really good. Like in most cop movies, you see as they're going around the corner, they have their guns like pointed at the floor, and then they go around the corner and they raise them up. Yeah, like, with locked elbows. Sorry. With their elbows locked. Yeah, with their elbows locked, and like that's just that's dumb. Like <laughs> you, that's not how it's done, and you'll in, see why in our YouTube video. Yeah, you'll see why. <laughs> and in this like in this movie, um, especially Detective Burns, so mm-hmm. Sienna Miller's character, when she's going when she's going around the corners in in uh, Oh, when you were in the, the the butcher Yes, in yeah. uh, in the uh, the meat packing meat department. Pack, yeah. Uh, she's going around the corner looking for these bad guys and with every corner she has her her pew pew mm-hmm. up against her chest like with her elbows bent like almost like doing a, a chicken wing sort of thing like they're doing the chicken dance yeah. but with her pew pew facing pew-pew. forward and we're she not goes, on youtube you can say gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true with her gun facing forward as she goes around the corner she extends her arms outwards as if like the like and the reason you do that is because if there's a bad guy or like somebody on the other end and they have their gun your gun is already pointed in their direction right mm-hmm. so you just you extend your arms while firing so you can like do a boom 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 as you're extending out Whereas if they're around the corner and your arms are down, you're gonna get shot in the face. <laughs> you know, much like the the banker <laughs> did. But well, that was a different circumstance. But I, I mean, in it, he got shot in the face too. <laughs> true. And the butcher. And the butcher, yeah. yeah. The butcher that got shot in the head, and then you see him breathing after he's down. Well, which I, I know you said that oh you can get shot in the head and still live. I, I'm pretty sure in this instance he was supposed to like be shot like it was yeah, an accident. Yeah, but you don't always on... die right away. I know, but I don't think that that's what they were going for. Like, okay, you're gonna almost be dead. I want you to still breathe. It could be I, they're they're you know. going for a realistic death. Both dying instantly from a gunshot inflicted wound to the head is realistic, as well as taking your time to die. So, like the banker took his time to die, and the, this butcher guy also took his time to die. There you go. You didn't have an issue with how the banker died. Why do you have an issue with the butcher? Because with the banker, it went in his eyeball and it came out the side of his skull, 
narrowly missing the butcher, his brain. it was on this side. It wasn't like dead center of the brain. It was like on the outer side of the face. It wasn't obviously like it didn't just skip by. Well, either was... way, you see him breathe. Whether it was meant to or not, you see him breathe. All right, so after after this butcher scene uh, where Ray is killed, mm-hmm. Michael is still on the run. And he goes into a hotel and <laughs> follows a guy in his hotel room. Mm-hmm takes his stuff and whatever, knocks him out. And uh, so he goes into the bathroom, he has a razor, and he shaves. Now, to me, if you're on the run, mm-hmm. like, as as a male, like, I don't think a female is going to shave her whole head. As a male, like, odds are, if you have access to a razor, like, even an electric razor or just a straight razor, mm-hmm. you're going to try to, sh- like, change your hair, change your... As like, much you of have, your appearance. As, as much of your appearance as possible, yeah. right? So he, he puts on a nice suit, he has his backpack, and he... Originally, he had a goatee. He shaves just his goatee. Mm-hmm. I'm like, to me, that's just like that's dumb. Like, yeah, you look different with a with without a goatee, mm-hmm. but you look a lot more different with a shaved head. Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't he shave his head? I don't understand. He had the tools. He had the time. Just shave your head. Mm-hmm. You know, and like he walks out of the hotel. I think he's like a hundred yards from the hotel. And he gets spotted, and they're like, "Oh, that's him!" You know, like, yeah. Why, like at that point, why, why, like, why, why even, yeah, why even shave your goatee? Yeah, you know, just some men take forever to grow facial hair. Hey, that's a sensitive <laughs> subject, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say, Chadwick's character Andre and uh, the Michael character have excellent cardio. Oh my god, yes. I don't know if that even makes sense, but this chase scene leaves me winded from going up. From watching it. (laughs) From watching it. Like, I can go up a set of stairs and be like... (sighs) (laughs) But, you know, seeing that, I'm... I'm, I can't... I would die. Well, mind you, Chadwick was the Black Panther and he could run, so... (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) I guess that kind of... That's the character trait that he brought over to Andre. (laughs) That'd be funny if as they're running, Michael's like, what are you, the Black Panther or something? God damn it. That's right. <laughs> then, then Andre like rips his shirt apart and it's the Black Panthers. <laughs> he jumps like 30 feet in the air. Michael's like, oh my God. <laughs> so there was something that you noticed in this final section of the movie that you thought was funny, but also stupid. Yeah. So you see the captain, he's he's coming home, he's driving his, his massive SUV. It's like a Tahoe XL or something. It's huge. In the suburbs. Seat. In the suburbs, yeah. So he's driving his his uh, SUV home, and he goes. He just runs through a stop sign. Doesn't even slow down. Doesn't even slow. Just like do do do. Just runs right through, makes a left turn, and then turns into his driveway. Yeah. I'm like what the hell? Because like I, originally I didn't realize it was the captain. Then he gets out and you see, oh, that's the captain. What the hell? Yeah. When I first saw that, I thought it was Andre Chadwick's character being like, hey. Like rushing somewhere. WTF? Yeah. And uh, so he. He gets out, and he's talking on his cell phone. Like, so not only did the police captain run a stop sign, blatantly run a stop sign, but he's also talking on his cell phone while driving. That's, so the talking on the cell phone while driving, that's a $500 ticket. Running a stop sign, I know this from experience, that's a $250 fine. (laughs) Which, I didn't run the stop sign. I was, it was a rolling stop, nobody was around, I made the right turn. And everybody did it there. And if you've ever been to Borden, to base Borden, it's a stop sign right in front of the hospital. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And you're like, I've done that too. <laughs> I got stopped for it. So he got I took, I, I, yeah, I got caught. I took the bullet for all of you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> 
So the captain walks into his house, he's on the phone, and he looks in the kitchen and sees that Chadwick's there, uh, Andre's there, and captain's still on his phone when he walks into his house, and he's carrying on a conversation that could sound very normal, and then when he walks in the kitchen, oh, I have to let you go, I have a visitor. Very nonchalant, Mm -hmm. very casual. Mm Mm-hmm. Then they start to have this conversation. I can't remember what about, though. Um, well, Chad... Was it that important? Yeah, it was... Uh, Chadwick was, like, found out because um, oh, Michael yeah. gave him the flash drives that Michael got from the banker before right. he died. Yeah. And um, because at, during this this chase, they end up on the subway. Michael gets shot by Detective Burns. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. in his dying... Essentially, in his dying breath, he gives Chadwick the thumb drives, and so he, uh, so Chadwick obviously looked on these flash drives, and it was, it was a list of all the different people that got payouts, uh, and in the list it said eight five, which mm. was precinct eighty five. Mm-hmm. So when you click on it, it shows goodness all the. Thank goodness it bad- wasn't nine nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it shows all the different badge numbers and all the payouts that these people have gotten. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Chadwick, knowing this, looks up their badge number. I'm assuming he looks up their badge numbers. Yeah, cause, well, we only saw that Michael was looking at it, but... Yeah. Yeah. So that's why he's at the captain's house, to confront him about these payouts and, yeah. and whatever. And then he gives this sap story, or this big old sob story, where he's like, oh, oh God. we, you know, we give our lives to to protect this city and we don't get paid enough. And, and nobody likes us. Nobody and, likes us. And, and the, the divorce rate is 70% at the 8-5. And, and like, and, and police wages are public knowledge. You knew the pay that you, like, you know the mm. pay you're going to get going into it. Yeah. You know, and like at you what rank? And yeah, at what rank? Like, if you want higher pay, work harder to get promoted, or yeah. you know, whatever, right? And like, don't go into the job thinking, okay, yeah, it says here I'm gonna make forty thousand dollars. First, I'm gonna do the first thing I'm gonna do is go and buy a mansion and then escalate. Like, live within your means. Yeah. Like, he, there no, is no, absolutely. He, he saw that. He saw that he, there. You know, th- whoever is involved in this. So whether it's a narcotics person or mm-hmm. you know this captain, for example. Okay, so I'm gonna make this much money. Oh, because that's not enough to have this kind of lifestyle. So I'll just help traffic coke, and then I can get that lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Because that makes up for it. That yeah. makes it so much better. Like cops breaking the law to make more money in order to live, seems like a cop out to me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty proud of that one, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> and, like, the amount of them that were in on it, like, that's, like... It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, I guess in, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, how like how many cops there are in each precinct in New York, there's, I mean, there's thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of cops in New York, right? But, like, for this one precinct, it seemed like... Almost all of them. <laughs> there was, like, 50 people on that list. At least. That we saw. That we saw. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's a lot of cops in one precinct that are having a hard time. Yeah. I wonder how many other precincts are having this problem, you know? Yeah. Like, if that's really the case, like, how many how many of those cops in that city are breaking the law to make money? 
I thought that when he turned in the thumb drives, like after this whole interaction, mm-hmm. th- before this interaction, I should say, um, when he turned in the thumb drives, I was expecting to have that person he turned them into be dirty and just get rid of the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't think that it would go the way it went. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Finally, a good guy won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is a good point uh, in the conversation to talk about the SFX. It, it wasn't overly gory. The whole movie wasn't or, overly no, gory. No, not at all. There was like some, you know, blood splatter, whatever. Like the worst for me was when I saw the, the police officer who had been shot in the throat. Yes. Yeah. That was the worst for me. Um, but there wasn't like... And we're, it, not, we're not sensitive to that sort of stuff. No, like I could watch a horror movie for, uh, you know, while I'm eating breakfast. Like it's... <laughs> yeah. But like, so in retrospect, like not in retrospect, but like... In comparison to the rest of the movie, that mm. one scene was, yeah. like, the worst, yeah. essentially. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, by no means was this movie a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, God, no. No, it was... Uh, not to say that his movies are bad. They are not. Um, in just, the gory sense. In the gory aspect. It was not that. Um, there wasn't a lot of gore. I no, Well, I, I mean, the gore I'm... that we did saw, we saw the one cop who got his finger shot off, which was pretty gross. Like, there was some stuff, but it's not like yeah. it was throughout the entire movie. It, yeah, it wasn't, like... It was realistic. Yeah. Like, Quentin Tarantino movies, they're good, obviously. <laughs> you get shot in the like, shoulder and a bucket of blood comes in your exactly, face. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't like that. It was no. very, very realistic. Like, the gunshot wounds, if there were stab wounds, stab, like, that sort of stuff. It was it yeah. was really, really well done. And I really enjoyed the choreography of the fight scenes, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the gun battle between the captain and Andre at the end was just so good. And yeah. This scene where um, the other bad cops start coming in and they start shooting at Andre and Andre shooting back and the it was seamless and it didn't feel like you know there's those fight scenes where there's like five bad guys and one good guy in the middle oh jeez and, and they come at they them one take at a time. turns it's like are you kidding me yeah if so, it were real life they'd all come at him at one time yeah and, and that person would not win yeah <laughs> but this one they all did come at him at the same time pretty much mm-hmm. like they were different angles and he had to get all of them he had to duck for cover like it wasn't like a oh bang 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 it was like yeah <laughs> yeah and um you're dead you're dead you're dead you're dead you're dead <laughs> and i found too like the the last um shootout between andre and the captain was really cool how mm-hmm. you know he got him in the leg or whatever and then um i think this was after all the other people came yeah yeah because then he's like oh did i kill you and then he's like oh if i if you killed me or no if you didn't know, you wouldn't ask or whatever. Yeah, because well, he shot him in the stomach. And yeah. It burns like hell, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so then they have this scene where there's a wall in between them, and the captain is pointing his, his gun at, like, you know, uh, shoulder height towards this wall. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> shoulder height at this wall. And Chadwick is crouched down, and he's pointing the gun at his legs. And it's just, like, so clever. Like, they rarely do that in movies. I mm-hmm. hardly see that done in movies. And then they execute the, the shots. They, you know, um, Captain tries to shoot Andre. Andre successfully shoots the Captain. Yeah, and Captain's they're, like, shooting each other through ass. the wall while running sort of thing. Yeah. The, the, the only time I've ever seen that in a movie is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Me too. That was a good movie. Um, but, yeah, so then he runs, you know, they, they do the shooting. They're running along the wall. They shoot. And then... Um, Chadwick comes around the corner. I keep calling him Chadwick. I know it's Andre, but whatever. So Chadwick comes around into this living area or dining area, whatever part of the house it is. And uh, 
um, captain was knocked on his ass and he's kind of laying back and his gun's like over here, like just out of arm's reach. Mm-hmm. And and Andre was like, don't do it. And then he goes to reach for it and bang, shoots him right in the head. Oh, he was standing up and his gun was down and because he, he was like shot in the leg or something. Like that, but he was Oh, standing. he was like on a knee or something. Yeah, or something like that. But he was standing. He wasn't laying down because oh. he, had, he had the gun in his hand by his side and Chadwick was... It, Andre was aiming his gun at him. Oh. He's like, don't do it. And then he goes to like flinch and lift his hand up and boom, boom, boom. And shot yeah. Him. yeah. So that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the acting was... It was really good. I've really said good. it before, but my God, it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Overall, the movie was great. I mo- like, absolutely I, love that movie. Yeah, really good. I would watch it time and time again. Mm-hmm. Ooh, something interesting that I noticed that Andrew didn't right away... I mean, I could be wrong, but I happened to notice that the scene where the police were interviewing the woman in her bedroom, mm-hmm. and uh, there was uh, on her wall above the dresser, there was this, like, it was a circular mirror with a bunch of flat sides. Like, I don't even know how many flat sides it had to it. It was, it was like a big circle it was, mirror. It was almost like a dodecahedron, which is like... I don't know how many sides, but it's a lot of sides. It's a fun word, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was almost like one of those. And then they ended up reusing, I think, that same mirror in the banker's foyer? Foyer, yeah. Foyer, yeah. I just thought it was interesting that I noticed they reused a set piece. Yeah. <laughs> so before we wrap things up, Andrew, do you have any other um, factoids or... <laughs> little, little tidbits? Yes, little tidbits. <laughs> yeah, so the... Uh, the budget for the movie was actually $33 million. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the box office was $49.9 million. So wow. they, they made about $20 million. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Um, as for the review, or not the reviews, the um, scores, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 53%, what? which I think is a bit low. Yeah. But um, IMDb gave it 6.6 out of 10, well, which is a bit higher, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure why. I, I, I would have given it. I, I would have given it like an eight. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. No. I mean, I agree with what you said. I don't agree with Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. Like that's it was a good movie. Yeah, I mean, on on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score was ninety one percent. So okay, that makes sense. Like that's, that's film critics good. know what to look for. They know, you know, I'm not trying to hate on anybody with a film degree or experience, whatever. Like me as a viewer, I I'd give it a nine out of ten mm-hmm. easily. Yeah, it was it was really good. I mean, people who have more knowledge of what to look for, obviously, they would give a less generous review if they don't need to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was Chadwick's second to last project. Very sad. Yeah, his last project was actually a film, a film called *The Five Bloods*. I think it was. It, it may have been for like a film festival or something because I don't I didn't really see much info on it. But this was his last uh, box office box office sort of thing, which is really sad. Very sad. You know, when um the first time we watched the movie, I thought that he looked skinnier compared to his Black Panther character. Mm-hmm. But I thought that maybe that he just kind of beefed up for the Black Panther. Maybe this was his general his regular size, regular size, and then. You know, I saw it a while ago. I think this was in 2019 it came out. This was, yes, 2019. So we saw it last year, but then, you know, when we saw it last night to get the review ready for you guys, knowing what I know now, it's it's very sad to watch, to mm-hmm. look at and see. You know, he was very secretive of, of his illness, and mm-hmm. it's just very sad it to is very see. Sad. Like, he didn't get his start 
until he was 42, I believe. I thought he was in his 30s. No, no, he, his, like, big break, essentially, was when he was 42 years old. Wow. And he wasn't in very many things, to be honest. Like, he was in a handful, like, obviously, the Marvel stuff. Um, He was in, I believe it was Coach Carter. Oh, no, he was in 42. He played uh, Jackie Robinson. I think that was his, like, big break sort of thing. But even so, like, he's, like, he wasn't in very many very many things and it's very sad that very sad that i mean it's gone. sad when anybody dies of course yeah um what Can- i think cancer is, is a, a bitch a bitch fuck cancer yeah um i think one of the nicer things though um about having a loved one who's an actor that has passed away is um you can watch the movies that they were in or if they were a singer you can listen to their songs mm-hmm. and you can still see them and you can still hear them and we're going to wrap up this topic really quickly because I'm about to cry and I don't want to put you all through that. Yeah. So um, our deepest condolences go out to Chadwick's family. Uh, we don't know what the odds are of them ever hearing this, but doesn't matter. Anyone who's lost a loved one or a friend to cancer knows the pain that they're going through. Yeah. And um, maybe um, instead of buying a coffee today, you can go donate that money towards your local cancer society organization and or any association dealing with something some kind of disease or something that you're closely affected by yeah whether it's diabetes cancer aids anything lupus you know whatever society whatever society yeah just help people out yeah you know you never know what kind of battles someone is going through and this is a perfect example Mm -hmm. um so just try and be kind. Yeah. To, as Ellen says, be kind to one another. So uh, with all of that sadness and heavy-heartedness, um, I'm not going to do an excited outro today just because it's not called for. Um, with that being said, everybody, uh, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Go to your doctors. Get your regular screenings. Pay attention to what your body is telling you. This has been That Canadian Podcast. I am That Canadian. Have a good night.